politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Adam! Travis? Yes. I thought he was going to go high. He went low. When they go low, we go high. I think this is about as high-pitched as I can get, to be honest. <laughs> well, Adam, I was, I was wondering, so now that I know Michelle Obama was, was, was your, was your uh, inspiration for that, that beautiful falsetto, we're going to have to let it go. Um, but speaking of the halls of power, what's this business about a general? it like a major general i mean this is the commander of the army's maneuver center of excellence at fort benning georgia do we have minor generals not that i know of okay so big deal guy certainly no general i ever knew thought himself or herself (laughs) as being minor what happened to this dude he posted a facebook profile or someone representing themselves to be him Mm -hmm. pasted a profile yeah saying he was single living in austin texas and originally from Damascus, Syria. That's mm-hmm. quite a break from the reality of the New Jersey native that our general was. But he was not saying that he was from Damascus, New Jersey. So this was really, once again, one of those scam profiles. And huh. this was a scam profile used in connection with a dating site. And, you know, there are a number of people that think it's cool to use a name and a photo of a military leader to create a break profile, and especially on a romance site, because women do love men in uniform. So women love a man in a uniform, do they? Well, I don't know. I've never been in a uniform, but then again, I've never been loved. So I get it. It's okay. I get it too. Yeah. yeah. So how'd he do? Did this guy get a lot of girlfriends? Actually, I have been loved. <laughs> Actually, my wife loves me very much. And you, you love me too, right, Bo? You are loved. We know it. We know well, you're loved. But I want to know, was this guy loved? Did this guy, did the major general get some love? Well, the fake major general? Nobody's really sure about how much love he really got. But to say the least, he was a little bit shocked. Yeah. And when this question was put to Facebook about this profile, uh, the first response was, well, it doesn't really violate our community standards. And the answer is, <laughs> no, funny. why would somebody claiming to be a major general using the picture of a major general, uh, no who's actually there. a fraudster, yeah. why would that be considered violating community standards? That's a little curious, though. 
It's very curious. I think I'm going to set up my my. Hey, I'm I'm interested in a speaking engagement. My name is Barack Obama. Account right away, and maybe I can start doing some public speaking. That listen, I got another one for you. In 2020, scammers even impersonated Army General Paul Nakasone, huh. who's the head of the U.S. Cyber Command. For what though? What they do? They were pitching themselves to women. It was a it was a dating site. Man, we really missed this boat. Now contemplate this. Here's a guy whose entire job revolves around cybersecurity and technical surveillance. That was a pretty ballsy move. Yeah, it sounds like it, but um, maybe not for people at that level, but it's a really common scam. Uh, the U.S. Army's website actually has a spot to be able to report uh, stolen identities. So if, if a soldier happens to see that they're, uh, that someone else has taken their name likeness for a social media profile. Um, again, it's, it's widespread enough that the Army website actually has a form for soldiers to fill out uh, uh, for a pretty wide array of uh, social media and dating sites. It's well known that, that soldiers have been targets of mm -hmm. people who are scamming for dating purposes or claiming to be. But I didn't know that the military was that, that organized. That's pretty cool. Well, it, because it's become a really serious problem yeah. and the military doesn't need uh, young service members being taken for a ride and fleeced. The uh, other thing, too, is that uh, since so many people in uh, service members are uh, stationed overseas, that actually gives them a great excuse for not being able to call or send a video or something. So, Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber romantic. I'm Bo, cyber skeptic. And I'm Travis, cyber grump. Today on the show, we're talking to Angela, who went looking for love in all the wrong places. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You gotta know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rogue Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rogue's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? 
head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. Angela, welcome to our show. Hi, Adam. Happy to be here. Delighted to have you. Where are you from? I'm from New York originally, uh, but the last couple of years I've been out in East Hampton with uh, since COVID. I've been spending more time out here at my house in East Hampton. So I'm a native New Yorker. So anyway, Valentine's Day is coming. It's a time when certainly a lot of people try to connect to other people. And it's also a time when people try to take advantage of people. And we understand that uh, you have a story that uh, might fit right into that scenario about how you started your online dating career and, you know, how it went and how you sort of ran into this particular person. All right. Well, I never made a career out of it. I, I think I wasn't good at it. But um, but yeah, how it started was, uh, I you know, I don't even remember the app that it was because there are so many out there. But I remember it was a Saturday. I was um, I was in my loft in the city and it was like a Saturday morning. And I was just like kind of, you know, surfing around and connected with somebody. And then we like immediately started WhatsApping. You know, we were going on to WhatsApp. And that's like the tell number one that I've kind of learned, like, in hindsight, um, when people want to get off the app. Right. So basically, so we got onto WhatsApp and we were chatting and um, it just, it just like, honestly, we were chatting, we were just going back and forth and we had so much in common and it just, we really connected, but it was only through, you know, there was no voice at this point. We were only texting. So it felt super connected. And, um, you know, one thing led to another and then I, I, you know, I'm almost like swept up in it and I'm like, oh my God, this is the one for me. And, you know, <laughs> which I don't know, but I remember my, I had a friend, she was so funny. She's like, all right, wait a minute. She's like, have you spoken to him? She's like, have you met him? She's like, you know, I think she was like, she realized what might be going on, but she didn't want to kind of, you know, rain on my parade. Is this the first person that you dated online or were there a number of people that you met online? And, and were you happy with the quality of the people that you met online? Yeah, no, not, no, definitely not. No, I haven't met that many people online. Um, I have to say, I haven't met that many people with online dating and online dating. I'm not happy with overall. I, I don't, I find it disingenuous. I find it a lot of people that aren't really themselves and people that don't actually want to connect and meet people and, or want to stay on text and not actually physically meet, you know, things like that. So, I mean, as far as online dating, I, I have not had success with it. I have friends that love it and have been gotten married and, you know, a couple in fact, and people that it just really gels with them. And for me, it's just, I'm like an online dating dropout. <laughs> You know, I've been married once and divorced, and it was just, it was really hard to, you know, meet people when you're 
married to your job. You know, it's it's kind of, it's it's a little bit difficult. So that was why you know, but uh, but I I don't think I've ever taken online dating seriously. Like I don't, you know, like I remember I would have friends that felt like you have to make it like your second job and you have to, you know, it's like you have to commit to it. It's and it's not something that I've ever felt like I don't know. It just wasn't something that I I could commit to. I have a hard time committing. I can't even commit to a dating app. What? Was your profile a work of art? <laughs> no, it, it isn't. It wasn't. No, it's funny. It's funny you say that. No, I have a friend who, like, years ago, I remember, maybe like 15 years ago, I remember she was um, trying to meet somebody and she, like, she actually, like, met with a man who, um, like, basically will write your profile and will take, like, this, people do this. Like, they write the profile for you, they take you out and you know, take photos and, you know, professional photos and things like that. There's even a high touch service where they'll do, they'll even like talk to the person for you the first couple of times. And no, yeah, no, there's there. When I was single, I got approached by one of them and, and it, it was literally a person who, who reached out and said, one of our clients is interested in dating you. We just like to do a preliminary interview and they actually do the re outreach. I think it costs something like 20 grand. Oh, wow. well, you know what? It's ridiculous. So, so that it's endless that how much work it can be. Um, but, but you didn't want to do it as if you, you didn't want to do it as a, a second, a second job. No. Did you have to verify who you were? Uh, no, well, no, no. And that, this was a while, this was like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like, this was years ago, like up to 10 years ago, maybe, or eight years ago. Um, but you know, now, now they try to get you to verify, like some apps will have you, you know, you have the ability to verify who you are, but, but no, no, it's very loosey goosey in that, in this whole dating world. And they don't, they don't, I think it's, yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't mostly don't verify who people are. And that's, that's the sad thing about it all. But the truth is the dating apps are there to make money and they're not really invested in you meeting people. Like, I mean, that's not really, their business model is to keep you single. So you keep, you know, if you're paying, you keep paying. You started communicating with this person. Then what? Yeah, so we were going back and forth. We were texting back and forth. And we actually did have one conversation on the phone. It wasn't a FaceTime or anything, but it was a conversation. And that also went really well, which was kind of surprising. Because and and well, the thing was this: he said he was he he said he lived in Tribeca and I live in Soho. So in New York, that's downtown New York. So he and he said, um, but he said he wasn't in he was overseas for a project. That's like another tell, just so you know. Overseas for a project. Red and flag, red flag. Red flag. And then he said, well, I didn't, but at the time it was like no flag because I didn't I didn't get the memo. So anyway, so, um, but it was weird because he, he looked, the pictures were amazing. He looked really, you know, you get the gym sh shot with him with the weights and he, you know, he had a good body and he was really good looking and he said he lived in Tribeca. And I remember I even said what building and he even mentioned like a building in Tribeca that he lived in that was legitimately a building in Tribeca. Right. And, you know, he said, I'm away on this project. And so, you know, so everything again, like I think when you have that visual in your mind and then you're texting with someone and it's feeling right and it, you, you're having a connection and there's chemistry and then you see the visual and the chemistry, it's like it really accelerates the feelings, you know. 
And so anyway, so that went on. And, I, you know, it's funny because when I was telling Bo the story, I said, you know, it was like it was kind of two weeks that felt like two years of my life. You know, it, it wasn't that it wasn't that long. So what happened was um, so we were going back and forth. We did have the phone call. Oh, and I remember this was really interesting. I remember telling him because in hindsight, you look back. Right. And I remember right. saying to him I, that I mentioned him to my friend. And he's like, oh, so, oh, you don't, oh, it's maybe don't say anything. So like, he didn't want me to tell, because probably people would be like, you know, this guy's a catfish. So he's like, oh, why don't you not say anything to your friends, you know, yet, or something like that. So I re- that was another tell that I, I kind of missed. We had exchanged emails. And I remember setting up, I remember setting up like a new email because I'm like, I don't really know this guy and I don't want to, you know, let me just set up like a new, it was weird. I don't know. I just decided to set up a new email account. So, that's a very good idea. Well, that was a, that was a good idea. Yeah. That's very smart. Yeah. Good job. That, that's the New York in me. Like a little bit of that, like savviness came through. Yes. So, um, and then I remember him sending me like this beautiful, like letter, like he, the guy was really romancing me. And I think, you know, looking back, I was thinking, I think there's like a few of them and there's women involved. And I feel like it's like this cartel of people, you know, I don't know, this dating cartel. <laughs> Did did you did you feel that you were being rushed in this? Not at the time I didn't feel that way. No, I didn't feel that way. No, I was I was very up in it. I'm like, "Oh, this guy is so, you know, this, you know, like I was super into it." And I didn't feel rushed at all. Um, I, and, you know, I thought like, I thought it was like, oh, this is, you know, sometimes you just like meet somebody and it's like the right per you know, like they ever say like love at first sight, you know, like love at first text, you know, but you meet somebody and it's just like, it just feels right. It just felt, it really just felt right, which is so weird. So keep going now. What you, you, you have, you have these flags that you categorized as no flag. <laughs> I had the flag, no flag syndrome. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I, it wasn't it. No. So, okay. So what happened next? Um, well, what happened next was he started telling me, um, he was a contractor on this project and he, he started like confiding a little bit about this business dealing that he, he had his, apparently had his own company and he was there doing a project and he was, I don't know, he was doing some building of something. And he said that the, um, the person that he bought the, the uh, materials from that he used to create the project, you know, with the building or whatever, they, it became, they were faulty materials. So he had to go back in and he was going to have to like redo a big part of this job that he had done. And that's when he said, and I was like, wow, that's, you know, and I'm just like listening and I'm like, yeah, that's like, you know, sorry to hear that, you know? And then he was like, um, he's like, well, you know, um, you know, it's, and then he's going to cost like $30,000, $30,000. And he said something like, and I'm just, wow. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry that happened. You know, and I'm just like trying to be supportive, you know, like, I don't know what else I'm going to say at that point. It's like, let me give you a digital hug, you know, (laughs) sorry, it didn't work out, but uh... exactly. I'm here for you. you. Know my virtual hug. <laughs> was he in a position to know a bit about your background, what you do for a living, that you that you did okay financially, or was he just? Do you, do you have any idea if he he had a sense of who you were in real life? 
I don't know. I don't, I, I, you know, I don't remember if I told them that I owned my, my business. I don't, I don't remember if I said I owned my business or not. So I it, possibly if he thought I owned a business, like he would think, well, she's an owner of a business. She must have money. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, it, the only reason I ask Angela is because with just a very few data points, there's something called open source intelligence. And that is this fancy way of saying that anything that I can find online publicly from your LinkedIn account to whatever, um, is a way for me to learn stuff about you. And I can usually, usually if somebody has had a career of any kind, um, I just need their name. And, um, I can sometimes do it with a first name and what they do for a living if they've cast a long enough shadow in their business. There are ways to re-identify somebody. And I was just kind of curious how, you know, how rigorously careful you were, or if you think it's possible, he might've been able to figure out that you might be good for the 30 grand. Cause we're, we got a pin stuck in this when you said that he was out 30 grand and it's, you know, the next step was him asking for help. I'm guessing. The other question is, did you, did you feel like while you were communicating with him over the past uh, you know, a couple weeks that this was going on, that you might have been unconsciously giving information about yourself that would help create create the profile, the real profile for this guy. Yes, you know what? Yes, and when you just said that, I might. You know what? I might have said. I might have. I may have made reference to having another home outside the city. I, I'm like, I, I kind of, I think I did say something about that. Like, oh, right. when he comes back or we can go away or something like that. I'm sure, I, 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 yes, I'm sure, I'm sure that there was something that I said in a benign way that, you know, would be a tell, you know, would be like a sign to him that I'm more established. Now, at, at what point during the, your interchanges with him, did he get to know your real name or did you put your real name on the app to start with or how did that I put my real name yeah yeah i thought yeah that, yes that's weird i guess i don't know i'm not gonna put like a fake name that just but you know what in today's day and age like maybe you need to put a fake name like you need to have a moniker you know, for dating yeah. i mean i i very much think that along with that email address that you created for this uh dating safari that you also might want to make up a name for it. I mean, Bo is Bo has been successfully using Rico Suave for years. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you're not. You know, I have retired that name. But what if I need to use it again? Well, because I want to. I've been using it, figuring that you know, no. you know, you no. weren't using it for a while. How's it going? Not so good. <laughs> yeah, it never worked for me either. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means 
Plus, you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com and please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Travis, how, ca- how common are dating scams? Uh, extremely. They're one of the absolute most common forms of scams that you can run into online. Um... And uh, I think a lot of the a lot of the reasons why they're relatively easy to set up are some things that we're discussing uh, right now, where it's not that hard to set up an identity online. It's not that hard just to take someone else's picture or their name, um, get in contact. I mean, really, the entire nature of uh, going onto a dating site is you're trying to open yourself up to somebody else and give them information, let them get to know you. And from a scam perspective, that is uh, just exactly what they're looking for. They can get a lot of uh, valuable data. And also provide a, you know, if they feel like a, that you're emotionally connected to them, then they can exploit that to try to get money. One, I think one thing too that a lot of people overlook is it's not really just a question of like one person running one scam at a time. Uh, there's a guy in the UK who was arrested a couple of weeks ago on 670 counts Whoa. of romance scams. I'm exhausted. Man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He, yeah, he really must be. Now, I, I did a show a while back. There were two women. They were both caregivers, nurses. Uh, each one was scammed for over $60,000, but they paid. Uh, and it was, you know, a very gut-wrenching experience for them. Uh, and so what happens also is that depending upon how open you are on social media and how close your profile is to your social media profile, uh, you run the risk of people who will research people and then they will pull on their heartstrings based on their areas of interest and like when you're dealing with two caregivers you know you're dealing with compassionate caring human beings and you know you play that card because these folks will play whatever card they can get wherever they can find it in the deck you feel at the precise moment where this fellow said and so if you could help me with about 30,000 that would be awesome well did he do that did he ask for 30 grand 30 grand he, he did it after i was like after i was said i, I was apologizing you know, i said i was sorry that that happened and then then he said something i think he was like waiting for the right moment to like you know spring the question like well do, you know do you think you could lend me the money that's all 30 grand. But like, that's the, the right moment for that. As far as I'm concerned is like after 20 years of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And even then, you and even then, the answer is no. <laughs> he said, "Well," and I and I immediately was struck like straight. I was like, I was like, I was immediately, I was all like up in this like romantic whatever. And then and then all of a sudden, I was like, it was like someone threw cold water on my face. And I'm like, I don't even know you, you know. And it was funny because you know we had shared all this like you know you, you know again in these kind of like whirlwind romances. Two weeks felt like two years. So we had shared a lot, and but all of a sudden I'm like, I don't even know you. It was just, it, like, really, it, you know, it was it was kind of crazy, and that's when. So it, he was love he was love bombing the hell out of you. A big time, but yeah. that's when I realized I was like, and then I said, oh, you're not even your picture. And then it, like all of a sudden my heart sank, and I'm like, oh. this guy's not even the like this isn't even the guy that I think he is. Cause I realized it was a scam at that point. And then, so then what happened was I was, I was mad. And I said, who, I said, who are you? I'm like, you're probably not even those photos. And he's like, no, it's, it's me. And da, da. I said, well, send me a video right now. I remember being really mad and I couldn't, I was like super irate. And I just said, well, send me a video. I said, get off the phone, take a video of yourself with your phone and send it to me. Now this was after he asked you for the money. Yeah. Yeah. And you were you like if he sent you a video and he was even hotter in real life, would you have sent him the thirty grand? You know what? That, that remains to be seen because that didn't happen. <laughs> so what did happen? Let me check my bank account. No, I, I think no. Okay, this is the most. This is the funniest part of the story. I get a video. He sends me a video that's not even the pictures of the guy that I in the profile so and and somebody else and the person is is talking and no the person is is lip syncing like the voice didn't match what like I don't know who the video was of it was the video was not of him it was of somebody else I don't know who it was but it wasn't even like the the voice wasn't it was almost like it was almost like subtitles it was almost like a, like when your movie is dubbed into another language Some of my favorite movies in Chinatown in the 80s were like that That's exactly That's exactly what I got I was just like I was I was like it, it was just so ridiculous to me I was like how could the, I, and I just remember I just remember being like I just like I just texted back I was like you know, I, I'm just like, I, that's sad that, you know, I thought you were somebody else and this is just like, this just whatever. <laughs> you think she could have taken those photographs and done a Google image search with them and come up with anything? I've tried that in the past and it doesn't work. But I'm curious, is there some way to, if they were stock images, obviously, they might have popped up. Yeah, you can try to do a reverse lookup, but it is trickier when you're dealing with a human subject. Well, Google, no, Google has, if you go to Google image search, there's an icon of a camera right. in the corner, and you can just drag an image into the search uh, window and click search, and it will, right. it'll, that's what you're talking about. I, I, don't, I don't really consider that a reverse lookup, but but that that is not going to work with humans because it'll just give you other smiling men. Right, exactly. And it's also super easy just to make a deep fake of a person. Oh, so it doesn't look like anyone at all. Yeah, there's a, a website called thispersondoesnotexist.com and it's a little bit eerie. 
uh, because what it is, it's uh, something that takes a deep fake. So it's, it's looking at all the different pictures it can find of people online and it makes reasonably convincing looking, uh, fake people. Um, and, uh, usually what a big, at a high enough resolution that if you just hit refresh a couple of times, you can say, Oh, that person looks handsome. Then you can just put that on your social media icon. And that, that photo, since it's a uh, unique and uniquely generated would not show up if you're, uh, doing a uh, lookup for that one picture of that one person. And can they make, put that head on like the same person doing different things or is it just the one photo? It's just the one photo, but there there's deep fake technology that can let you do a little bit more than that. Hmm. So this is AI or deep fake or both? Yeah, it's uh, deep learning. AI, so it's yeah. a deep fake that uses AI. How'd you feel about online dating after that experience? I got off. I got off of it. Um, no, I got off of it. And I'll be honest, it's like I'm single now and I I go on and it just, I, oh, I just see all fake profiles. That's all. I feel like I'm a fake profile magnet or something. All I see are fake profiles. Like, cause I could, I, I know what, I know what to look for. I know. And the person is always asking about, you know, like, how are you? And what do you like? Men are not like that. They want to talk about themselves. They're not, they don't care about how you are. No, but it's, I mean, it's, no, no but it's true. It's, no, like, men, like, so the only way, so the, so now you've just given valuable instructions to a scammer, which is like be a narcissist and then you'll get through the, 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 the catfish detector. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But Angela, listen, thank you so much for sharing your story and insights and uh, waving the flag, which is important. We need to have a lot of flag waving here. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing. Well, thanks for having me. It's been it's been a lot of fun and uh, not too painful thinking about no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Angela, oh. for coming. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Look, you know, I've, I've been on dating sites. I mean, there's a period of years when I did that. I met some interesting people, some angry people. But, uh, <laughs> and I remember that it was a crime to be charged with being a serial dater. That's when you were doomed. But with with, with I, like Special K or Rice Krispies or? Well, I was trying to figure out which cereal, but it was it's sort of like, <laughs> it's, it's like, all you do is date. You never commit to anything. But did I you go, ever well. do, you were never, as I recall, I think that you've been in a relationship since the, the advent of the smartphone app uh, dating sites. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, plus when I originally did dating back in the 1800s, you know, it was, it was just <laughs> sites. It wasn't really Well, there was just apps. a Yenta, correct? There was a That's you, correct. <laughs> so, Travis, what about you? I haven't been single since uh, 1999, actually. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of but a late boy. Bro. Did you party like it was yeah. 1999? Right? I've been on them and they are kind of a, uh, uh, there's only one word to describe it, which has to be bleeped, which is show. They're, they're kind of nuts. And 
I thought that Angela did a pretty good job, all things considered. I think so. I think so. I mean, at least she can now tell you what the red flags were. But the important thing is when it came time for the race to start, Mm -hmm. she didn't fall for it. As a matter of fact, she pretty much threw cold water on it. Well, I was also struck by, you know, the fact that she set up an email account that was for just this purpose. No, I thought that was very impressive because so many people don't actually do that. So Travis, what are some good tips for people uh, in situations like this? Um, Well, yeah, I have to agree that her creating a separate email account was very, uh, was spot on. That also means that it's a lot easier to disengage contact. Um, But one thing that I think that she should have done and that she mentioned was to stay within the ecosystem of the dating site or app itself. Um, because once you start giving them access to say your cell phone number, how you are on WhatsApp, that's actually easier for them to find out more stuff about you. And it's harder to cut them off if you end up finding out that that's a scam. Staying inside the app is fine, but I will tell you that, um, this is essentially a con job, right? Really the, 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 this is, this is the, uh, an ultimate con where they pretend to be somebody they're not, and they can do that within the app, inside the app or outside of the app. It doesn't really matter. They can, but it's easier to report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they, you can get them banned, but if they've set up serial accounts, not, right. not but Rice yeah, Krispies, not Raisin Bran accounts, they can, they, you know, they, they can just jump to another one, I think. But I, it doesn't seem to me, this is the same situation, Adam, as um, Instagram, not recognizing that uh, a potential uh, fraudulent logon when they easily could, when they easily could say, oh, this IP address is not the right IP address. It seems like the dating apps, all of these apps, none of them are really in the business of catching threat actors. They're in the business of the business they're in. I think, though, that uh, with the kinds of problems that have arisen from these dating apps, that at some point they're going to really have to focus on more privacy and security, which is kind of tough when people want to get to know each other and will in- inevitably be drawn off the app. Well, we should just start a new app, Adam. The, remember the dating game? Yes. That would be the way to do it, right? Because you couldn't see who you were talking to. This is true. We should do that, I think. But part of the problem is when you can't see who you're talking to. Well, but the, but, but the host can. You could see them, Adam. Well, all right then. Let's do it. Let's, I think we should do it. We're going to start that right away. The uh, I think one of the things with dating apps, though, is that they have a very powerful incentive to not fully uh, implement better security standards. Because if you say, um, if you're advertising on the fact that that you have 50 million single people on your app, and then you get rid of all the fake ones and you find out that you have five or 10 million people on your <laughs> app instead, that that immediately makes you look like a lot of, uh, your market share is a lot smaller. That makes you look like a lot uh, smaller pool and a less uh, enticing app or a network to be a part of. And I think that's something that is definitely the case too with uh, social media, that if they were to get rid of all those, then that would actually make them sound a lot less popular. Okay, so guys, there's also a whole family of apps that will tell you when somebody's nearby so that you can hook up. And they are usually a little more get right to business oriented apps. Um, and I'm not gonna name them by name, Grinder, Field, um, but they they do exist. <laughs> and and they are uh, often about hooking up. Like I, I'm not looking for Mr. or Mrs. Right, I'm looking for Mr. or Mrs. Right now. And 
And to me, I can't think of anything more terrifying than an app that tells people exactly where I am. And, and I know you, Adam, have put a token on my phone that already tells you that, but like, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> we actually, now anyone that listens to the podcast, if they look really, really carefully yeah. before they click on the play, uh -huh. there's like a teeny little flashing icon yeah. that if they click it, yeah. it's a Google uh, view of your home. You're really just pushing it now. W with an address. Really? And a phone number and an email address. My, my, this is your address, though. You wouldn't do that to me. Of course I would, oh. because it's all about people getting up close and personal. Swine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's, that is, that is the other thing that's out there. And I do think like, so with all of these apps, buyer beware. I mean, if you're user beware, if you're getting on there, like think it through, like, and, and, and Angela said something super, super important, which is you're dealing with people who want something and sometimes want something right now. And yep. and they need to pray to be saved from what they want. So I guess the point of the story is when you're dating, don't just practice safe sex, <laughs> practice safe tech. <laughs> hey, if you like What the Hack with Adam Levin, you can do us a favor, go on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. It really helps people find the show. And if you really, really like the show, give us a review too. All that lets people know that What the Hack with Adam Levin is something that they should check out. Thanks a lot. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Steven, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.